Hey guys, this is Brad. Just wanted to take a minute to thank you, the listener, for listening and proving you have a growth mindset. Our mission is to curate information from the top influencers around the world. We provide you with real, actionable steps on how to improve in any and every area of your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, C-suite executive, or just starting your journey of self-development, professional development is all about growth. And you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. If you enjoy this content, please help us by liking, sharing, and subscribing. Here we go. Hey, what is up, everybody? Today is Wednesday, August 4th, and it is just Bobby and I today. What's up, man? How's it going? It's going pretty good. Been really fucking busy. That's a good thing. Busy's good. Yeah, for sure, man. How about you? Good, real good. Uh, I mean, we've been hammering out some parts. I went on a vacation two weeks ago, and last week was like kind of a catch-up week, and then this week was like, shit, we got a lot more to do. So, um, been pumping out two big quotes the last two days, which hoping to get, they're like recurring jobs, which I'm always after. It's like wear items for another tooling company. So I'm hoping to land those. Um, but overall, just, you know, same old, same old busy. Nice, man. We, uh, we actually, I just finally met my new boss this yesterday. Actually, I met him and we have our organization went through so much fucking change over the last, really over the last two months. So it feels like we're in like this weird rebuilding phase, like how the, the Cubs just basically yeah. got rid of every one of their players. Yeah. And then all of their players started hitting home runs <laughs> elsewhere on yeah. all these other teams. And not that other players that have left are hitting home runs. I hope they are. We all, yeah, yeah. We're all on the same team at the end of the day. But we it is a weird like rebuilding phase where I'm learning a completely new like job within Aflac. So it's been it's been tough to really try and figure out like, all right, am I doing the right things on yeah. a day-to-day basis? But trying to find wins every day. So and it makes the day go good. by fast, I bet. It goes by so fast. And then I'm like, what did I do today? Yeah. And today I can actually look at there and look at the leaderboard and be like, all right, I did some shit and I did move the needle today. But there are certain days where I just feel like I'm doing a bunch of bullshit. And I'm like, all right, I think I'm moving the needle in the right direction. Yeah. But Am That's I really? The stuff that has to be done, but takes up a lot of time. For sure, man. And then what, your girlfriend just in town last yeah, week? Yeah. Did she go to the Dave Matthews? No, or, she no? didn't. So, so I I went to, I drove out to North Carolina and went to go see Dave in Raleigh on Friday night. And then I drove Saturday to Charlotte, saw him there Saturday <laughs> night, drove back to St. Louis Sunday. And then on that same day, she drove up from oh, so you uh, met together from New Orleans. Been. Yep. And how we was, did. How was the bus though? You got to go on Dave Matthews bus. I, <laughs> I wish I would have done anything that I could to get on that bus I, out, I, I, outside of I, I drugs. I know if you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I wish I would have, man. But uh, no, she was here. And I, I, dude, I did stuff that uh, I haven't done in a while. And I know where you want to take that. But uh, like, <laughs> like, sex. Up, like sex. <laughs> yeah. Like sex. Never do that. With somebody other than your hand. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's such a nice change. Yeah. But no, we actually went to the arch. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I haven't done the arch since I was in third grade. Yeah, and that sounds about right. Field trip or something. Dude, yeah. yeah, third grade field trip. I remember Miss Zink was my teacher. I remember all my teachers' names. And I remember ever since, and it's always one of those things like, fuck the arch. Like, yeah. you've been up there once, you've been there a thousand That's times. Yeah. And went, and they actually have, it was actually really, it was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Sitting and in the tiny little so elevator. Long. Yeah, those little capsules. Yeah, those and you fun. go up there, it takes like four minutes. I think it used to take like 10. Oh, is it fast um, now? Huh? It's pretty fast. Uh-huh. Like three minutes on the way up, four minutes on the way down. And uh, I mean, the views are obviously pretty cool up there. Yeah, yeah. So that That's was awesome. That was pretty good. A little staycation type thing. Yeah. But basically yeah. still had to go to work, um, which was tough, but it, it was definitely one of those weeks where it was like, or I definitely could have got some more work stuff done. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so this week is more of the catch up. I hear you. Yeah. So that's awesome. For sure, man. But 
And then what you're headed down to New Orleans, I saw to see her. Yep. Have I'm you guys, wait, I have a question. Have the families met or anything? The, so the fam, families have not met, but okay. she has met my family. Okay. And um, I've met hers. Okay. So, and that was that was the first trip to New Orleans. I guess that's Orleans. more what I was thinking. Like, have you met? Yeah. Be weird if your parents already it, met. It, well, but, I mean, shoot. I mean, we're probably not too far off of that <laughs> stuff. But, Kids uh, and a baby. And I mean, <laughs> shoot, dude, we're talking about it. So, yeah. you know, oh, when, when, when you know, you know. But that's it's one big. of those things where, <laughs> hey, we're not letting this happen for <laughs> yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we have to enjoy ourselves. Yeah. I, I got some shit that I have to accomplish, <laughs> and we have to be financially stable before we even think about bringing extra life yeah, into Yeah, that is world. big talk right there. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I can't I can't imagine having five kids like, Dan, I'm going to need to— He's got the basketball team. He does. Yeah. He does. That's why he's working so much. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he has no but. choice. Like you said, he said it before, have a kid, you'll find your purpose. That's true. Very and true. And I got to start working like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, hey, guys, today what we're going to talk about is basically employees, being a leader of them, um, when to recognize a good hire, a good employee, and when is it time to kind of— you know, cut the cord on some of these guys when it's time to move on from them. When are they not benefiting you anymore? So uh, do you have any quotes, Bobby? Yeah, so I have a quote from Steve Jobs, actually. And this quote is, great things in business are never done by one person. They're done by a team of people. And this is relevant to me and where how I hire people because we have, sometimes a lot of times with Aflac, you want to hire someone who's going to go out and is going to go open up new accounts. You want them to be a jack of all trades kind of deal. Yeah. You want them to open up new like work with new clients. You want them to service those existing accounts. You want them to also grow the broker channel. And you have all these things that you want them to do. Whereas a lot of times what people miss an opportunity to do is actually hire people that are specifically good at one thing. They're really good at, they have a lot of good broker contacts. They have a lot of, um, they are great at servicing and um, they're great in this specific industry. So that's where I think a lot of people miss the boat as far as hiring people who are independent contractors like with Aflac. Um, so if you are someone that's hiring salespeople, try and find a niche for those different people so you can grow as an organization. Yeah, exactly. Not have 10 of the same person have 10 different people all attacking different situations. Exactly. The one I have is from Barbara from Shark Tank, which is become better at firing than hiring. It's crucial for building a business. And what I kind of, like, I kind of wanted to go somewhere different than like the hiring aspect and more firing because it's, I think a lot of people get caught in a situation where they, they have an employee and they're afraid that if I get rid of this person, what am I going to do? But they're, they're toxic for your organization. They're not benefiting you more. They're making it harder. And the sooner you realize that you can cut that cord with somebody and replace them with somebody that's going to benefit you, the better off you're going to be. For sure. So, a little Dude, different. Oh, I mean, I completely agree. I think a lot of people struggle with, they are scared to fire someone because they are worried about what the hiring process looks like. Yeah. Um, whether it's administrative or a big position in the company. And it's convenient that the two guys that are involved in recruiting aren't here today <laughs> to talk about hiring people God and damn firing it. people. Yeah. So. I mean, they're definitely, they're, I mean, on the hiring side, that is all that they do. I don't yeah. know if they have involvement as far as like if yeah, someone leaves outside of maybe an exit interview. The only thing that I think they might be able to bring to the table is, you know, if somebody gets fired or doesn't stay for that, that span until their contract's up, they might get some sort of insight of why that person was let go or why they left. Right. Maybe they have some idea. Of that. Right. I don't know, though. Not well, my world. Can definitely speak to, I mean, hiring is something that I'm new into in my new position here. However, um, I've had to fire a ton of people from my last job um, that I worked. And even as far as, I don't want to say I've fired people because I technically can't do that with yeah. what I do. But we can coach people out and yeah. make sure that they don't show up to our Monday morning meetings there anymore. Yeah. And we do a lot of that. 
So we can wrap on that for sure. That's awesome. So something I want to start off with is, is how do you hire? And if you want, I can just jump in to begin with. Go for it, man. And for me personally, I don't really care what somebody's resume says. Um, I don't know. I don't care where you went to school. I don't care who you're related to, who your best friends were. I don't care about any of that. I want someone who can think on their own two feet. I'd rather hire like a C student in school than a kid that was on the honor roll because the kid that got a C is most likely super street smart. And the kid that's on the honor roll is book smart. So to me, I want somebody that can kind of do that on their own. And another big trait for me that I always look at when I'm thinking about bringing somebody on or replacing somebody is the personality. If they don't, if they don't vibe with me, it's just, it's not going to work. And that's because I'm going to be spending more time with my employees during a week than I am my family. Essentially, you know, you're sure. you're spending all day long with them. So it's got to be somebody that you can get along with for that amount of time. So that's that's kind of what I look for in a hire. But besides your obvious traits of does he have the skill set to suit this job? I mean, that, that kind of Do you have transportation saying. to get to and yeah, from? Like, I don't think we need site. to dive into those types of things. But <laughs> like, that's kind of, that that's what I look for in a person when I'm trying to hire. For sure. Do you think about, as far as for you, like culture? Like, I know you probably have a culture that you've built there. Yeah, culture culture is obviously big. And that kind of goes to the personality thing. I think you kind of know, I, I, th- I would hope you have a good idea before you hire them if they're going to fit your culture. And I think if they don't fit your culture, you find that out very quickly once they get thrown into the situation. And, and I've had that with guys before where, I, I just talked about it today. We had this kid who, came and he was with me for like two weeks it was when i was racing and he like this dude was dedicated i mean he rode a fucking greyhound bus from like new jersey to chicago jumped on an amtrak from chicago to st louis i picked him up at downtown and like the kid just like wanted to try it out and like instantly i was like this isn't gonna work like (laughs) fuck like poor kid yeah like he he tried so hard he tried so hard (laughs) i mean i think it was clear i think he knew it too but like i mean like he put on dancing queen on the way home from work, like every single day, because he was staying with me and, you know, like uh-huh. to see before he like got everything. And I'm like, man, I don't know. He'd put that song on, on his like Spotify or Bluetooth yeah. or something like that. Like on loop. Wow. Yeah. That's really weird. And he's like, this is the best song in history. Like, and he's being serious. He was dead serious. Like, he wasn't joking. Like, it was, it was real life. So, like, that was a situation where, like, obviously, this isn't going to work. Like we just talked about it today. I was telling my, my two funny. guys and my dad about it. Like it was, it was a good time for, for sure. It do you do research on uh, your people, like social media? Obviously social media is big with hiring. Um, No, I, I mean, I really haven't. Um, I mean, the, the one guy I have right now, I actually, I, he came to me as a customer. Like, so this is like the guy that like, he's like my ride or die. Like he's my best employee. Like I'm hoping that he's a lifer type deal. Right. And like, it was weird because when he came to me, he's like, oh, can you do this for me? And then it was, I got on Facebook that night and obviously I'm a huge blues fan. I have a lot of blues memorabilia. And then I saw his name, which I wouldn't have recognized unless he came through my door. And um, me and him are like the same guy. Like we love racing. We love the blues. We collect racing stuff, memorabilia stuff. And like, that's like a deal where like our culture, like we could sit and talk all day about work, home life and our hobbies because it's, the same shit. Right. So that's what, that's been a really good fit. Um, my newest guy who's young, I mean, he's still in college going to school for precision machining. And what's, what's really good about that. And I've talked to people of when I do bring my next guy on, what I'd like to do is find the same situation. Somebody that's young that doesn't have habits built up because these older people or, you know, even in your forties and 
you, your habits are built of, right. of what you are as an employee. And if I get somebody that's 19 or 20, I, I get to kind of mold those habits how I want them. And, you know, we had a rough patch where I had to have a sit down, talk with them and say, hey, like, this is what you're fucking up on, <laughs> you know? And like, I don't really like doing that. But sometimes it kind of, you know, it's it's a sink or swim type deal. You know, you're either going to take that advice and, and run with it or you're just going to fail. And this kid took that advice and ran with it and he's been a great fit. So I'm hoping that eventually down the line we can we can find somebody else like that. For sure. Where do your, so obviously you found that guy that just clicked with you, your ride or die. Yeah. Where are your best people, to, where do they typically come from? Because you like the younger guys that you can mold, but are these people that are like referrals from, or like a word of mouth type deal? Or? Yeah, both of both both of my guys were were word of mouth. Um, while I was racing, I had another guy, Tyler Elliott, who like the kid, he's went he went to New Zealand twice with me. He he went ran up and down the country with me racing. He was awesome. Uh, but at at the end of the day, um, he decided he needed to leave. And he, he went to go um, work for another race team. And at the time, it kind of pissed me off because I'm like, dude, what the fuck? You know, like, we're like a team, you yeah. know? And that was probably like my hardest person to see leave. But like, you know, two weeks go by and we're dudes. And, you know, like we still talk like every week. So it's like, um, but in our industry, yes, a lot of it is word of mouth. And I, I honestly hope that I never have to go through a situation where I'm struggling to find somebody where I have to go to a guy like Matt or Dan or a recruiting firm to try and find me a guy. Because, I mean, they know way more about that industry than I do. But I kind of feel like, I feel like you're kind of getting in the bottom of the barrel. You know, like the, the guys that you're going to get that are good, aren't they're, they, they know they're good, you right. know, and they're probably paid good for where they're at. So to get those, you know, you're going to have to either take them away. And I think that's why I like the younger guys because then, you know, you kind of get the entry-level contract type deal yep. and then you move from there. So, yeah. I think that's a really good point too. And uh, one of the things that stood out to me, what you said is you don't look at the resume. And I couldn't agree with you more because, I mean, especially with something like I do, I don't know who the fuck's going to be a good fit. Yeah. Um, because no, everyone's going to say that they're motivated. Everyone's going to say that they're self-disciplined. Everyone in an interview is going to say the shit that they need to say. Um, and then their resume is going to be bulked up to whatever it is. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you are literally, for me, like in what I'm looking for, I don't care if you're flipping burgers. I don't care if you graduated from Harvard and you make over six figures a year doing yeah. what the fuck ever on Wall Street, yeah, yeah. right? It, like uh, we have to try and figure out if people are, they're going to be a fit with the organization. Like you said, like a good culture fit and then someone that you're going to get along with because yeah. at the end of the day, you're probably going to be, I mean, you have to work with them and yep. you may be even training them on some stuff or your ride or die is going to be training them. Exactly. And you want, don't want to piss them off by no, hiring some dipshit. Sure. Yeah. And hopefully that person that's managing them is somebody that you've, you know, instilled your habits into that they think the same way that you do. And I, I have some stuff that we'll actually touch on a little bit later with that that I think is big for employees or owning your own business or an entrepreneur. But something I wanted to ask you that for might sure. make a little bit more sense, you know, since you're dealing more like with an employee aspect on a day-to-day -day situation is how, how do you keep your team members happy? For sure. That's a good question. Um, as far as keeping them happy, you know, so we actually talked about this. And one of the things that I've talked about this on a lot of our podcasts recently, but I've I've really gone all in on RSF, Relentless Solution Focus with yeah. Jason Selk. And one of the things that we are teaching the uh, everyone in the organization is how to 
be more solution focused and ask yourself these questions of what's one thing that I can do to make X situation better and then um, continue to be, I mean, be relentless in your pursuit to figure out what that solution is. So keeping them happy, I think there's three things that really come into play on that. It's consistency, uh, communication, and our calendar. So with consistency, that is not having sporadic meetings that are like, oh, tomorrow we're going to talk about this. Or, um, hey, guys, meeting that we're going to have uh, tomorrow afternoon, I need everyone in here. So for me, it's the consistency of on, on Monday mornings, we have a regional meeting. On Wednesday, we have our hashtag Wednesday meeting, W-I-N-S. And then on Friday- creative. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I'm not the first one to come up with it. (laughs) And then on, I haven't heard this one before, but we call it our follow-up Friday or F-U Friday. Oh, there we go. And get the idea is we get people into the office and we have them start their day there. And that's one of the hardest parts of these people who are coming into- uh, career with Aflac is they don't have any structure. Mm-hmm. They're used to going into a W-2 job where if you have a new hire, you're going to have, here's what you're going to do here's from your orientation. eight to nine. Yeah. Here's what you're going to do from nine to 11. You're going to take a lunch from this time to this time. Yeah. If you want to work through it and bust ass, like props, Brad's going to like you more. <laughs> Whereas if you have, if you have someone like me, you have all these people that have no, they have no structure to anything. Yeah. So we give them that structure whenever they first start and say from get into the office at this time. And then from this time to this time, here are some marketing drops that you need to leave by 30 places that are on your leads list. And then here's what your follow-up strategy looks like. So keeping them happy is the consistency of here's when the meetings are, here's where you're going to learn, the communication of here's how we get um, more information about uh, the different things that we have, right? So different ways that we can set more appointments with these decision makers at the different businesses that we go work at. And then it's the calendar of, I mean, they're all kind of tied together basically and making sure that people know exactly when these meetings are and making sure that their calendars are in sync with the people that are training them. So those are the three big things that promote culture. And if we have those three things, we have culture and we'll have happier people. That's awesome. And then but when I didn't know what was going on with today as far as if we're having a podcast because everybody started canceling <laughs> and then calendar invites got canceled. Yeah, I reached out to somebody. I was like, hey, if this if this falls through, do you want to come on today? And they said, hey, I can't do it, but something I want you to talk about about keeping your employees happy was personality management. And it was something that I, I, I obviously didn't think about it until he said it, but what was interesting about it is I, I kind of realized that I already do that. You know, everybody has their own personality. Everybody acts different. And when you're with these people every single day, you start to realize when he walks through the door, you can see a look on his face that he's had a bad morning. And it's like, okay, well, I need to recognize this. And what can I do to improve that mood? And then if he comes in and he has that excited face on, you know, when he walks through the door, how can I keep that going? And that's something that I've I've realized that before I probably would have clammed up and I wouldn't have like, even looked at the situation, I would have just sat back and been like, okay, well, he'll get over it. But right. like now I realize like if I can flip that situation quicker, you know, what what excites him? What's going to get him motivated? And then you you dig into it, uh, you're going to get more out of your employee because it was like Dan said last last week, he said like, you know, one of his team members was like, you could tell he was just done by 2.30 and Dan's like, oh, well, you know, just get out of here. And it's like, well, that's good. But then like, you're kind of putting that habit in them like, well, well, I'm having a shit day. I'm just going to go home. Instead of like, well, how can we improve that situation to where you are going to still benefit me as an employee today? And another thing that I do that 
I don't even know if it works, but I try and make a point of it every single day is I, I'm obviously the last one there every day, except for like weird days where maybe a podcast sure. is early. But I, I always, when they're leaving, I tell them thank you every single day. And I don't think, and I only have two guys, so it's not hard to say thank you to two guys, right. but I still make it a point every single day to say thank you, see you tomorrow. And I, I feel like, most people don't realize how much a thank you means because you know people like feeling appreciated. So. I absolutely agree. Gratitude is something that is so underrated yeah. as far as just those words. Thank you for thank you for showing up and working your ass off today. And we see we don't see enough of that. And I mean that could be anywhere in society even where you see if you ever held a door open for someone oh, yeah. and they don't say thank you. Yeah, I'm so pissed. I'm I like, will yeah. literally say you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> loud enough for them to hear it yeah. because to me But they probably don't care because that's why they didn't say thank you. Exactly. Yeah. And um, there's been times where, you know, like it, I tell you what, one of the most, I don't know, it's it's a flattering thing whenever someone holds a door open for you. And uh, like, and it's weird. And maybe this is going to sound wrong to say, but you don't see it a lot with women holding doors open for no, men. For men, yeah. And, and not that I'm like, I'm really like, oh man, I need yeah. a woman to hold a door open for me today. But whenever it happens, it's like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, it's just little just things doing like the right that. Thing. And I went a little granular there just on like the thank you part of it but um to your to your earlier point that where you were talking about the personality and managing to the different personalities um we obviously had like we we had some interesting conversations over these past couple weeks as a podcast team and one of the things like dan left me a voicemail and was like hey man like one of the things that like just as crazy to me is that you can be like this happy, like go lucky guy all yeah. the time. And you know, it's, and it's not always the way that I feel, but it's, I, it's the way that you show up. Yeah. And if I do have someone that walks into my office and, or in, into our like front door into the admin area, if they see someone like me, who's in a pissed off mood, they're most likely that's going to rub off bad on them. Um, like this morning we had, we had our hashtag Wednesday meeting yeah. this morning win. and they win. Yeah. And we had uh, some people come in and, you know, they were pretty like, I mean, it was 8 a.m., right? They're yeah. like, oh, I'm here for a meeting. I had to get dressed. Like it, coming out of COVID world where I could just flip flops and sweatpants yeah, every yeah. single morning. And I just brought a ton of energy to the conversation and got excited about what we were going over, which was literally calendar. <laughs> is how to manage your fucking calendar, which mm. seems so fucking simple, yeah. but breaking it down to them and showing them how easy it is and how little they actually have to work in order to make a certain amount of money that excited them. And yeah, yeah. I had a smile on the whole time and it was, I was, now I wish there were more people that showed up. Um, we probably had a crowd of about 15 folks, but managing to those different personalities and just being like an excited, and you want it to be real, right? Yeah, like yeah. you can't have it just be like, you can't have it be like, all right, we're going to do a bunch of Ric Flair's, like two claps <laughs> yeah. of a Ric Flair kind of shit, you know, like actually bring some legitimacy and validity to the conversation that you're about to have. But um, I agree with you as far as that goes. We have, you have to bring some energy to your team in order to, ex if you want the same thing out of them. For sure. And then, so what do you think makes an employee good or bad? Ah, oh, man. It's so hard to like, just be like, oh, good employee or <laughs> bad employee. It, you know, just the ones that, the ones that show up are usually going to be better. Yeah. Um, we have people that just won't come into the office. They won't attend all of the trainings and, you know, they'll go and they'll, they'll make their 40 to 60 grand every single year. Um, but they're not doing anything to actually grow and push themselves into some uncomfortable situations. So the ones that, 
at least in my industry, the ones that I see that are good are the ones that are proactively trying to grow their business. They're, they're asking for referrals and they're taking care of their existing clients and their focus is how do I sell how do I sell more insurance? Yeah, yeah. I asked everyone this morning, what what do you think your job is? And it was the first thing that I said before I got started. And someone said, oh, I got to set appointments. And the <laughs> other one said, oh, we, I need to service my accounts. And I said, and then one guy's like, sell insurance. And I'm like, fuck. And I go, fuck yeah. And one of the girls brought in her son, who's like four years <laughs> old. And I was like, my bad. I was like, might want to shut the door. And that at the end of the day, that's our job is we yeah. have to sell. And same thing for you. Like you have to selling, sell You're not making shit. money. Yep. And all these people are sitting there wondering how, like, why they're not having any success. It's like, well, you're not building any relationships. Yeah. You're not selling anything. You have to go sell yourself every single day. Every day. And, and you're selling yourself. Like, that's the key. You're not really selling insurance is insurance. You have to sell yourself. And I actually have something that is going to come off very Brad-like. But okay. um, <laughs> for it. me, what makes an employee good or bad is I, I never want to babysit anyone. Um, if I have someone that I hire who is asking me, did I do this right? Or what's next? It's just not going to, like I can tell you right now, it's not going to fly. And, and I'm totally fine with showing somebody how to do a skill or a task one time. And after that, I kind of expect you to be able to figure it out. And what I think is very good for for small businesses or entrepreneurs or startups, really anybody, is to look for people who have traits of an entrepreneur. Have you heard of this? Okay, no, I haven't. So Go dive in. It's basically an entrepreneur is somebody who has like that entrepreneurial mindset, who is still an employee at an organization. So they're passionate about the problem they're solving. They're curious, adaptable, want to grow. They listen to data and challenge their own views. Um, they're transparent and they're resilient. So to me, it's basically like, that's what I feel like I have with with my guy who I, I hope to grow where he, he ends up being a general manager of my business is he has that aspect. Like he's spending his money when he's working for me. He's not, you know, a lot of employees are spending the company's money mm-hmm. and they don't realize that. And I, I feel like if you get that person who thinks that way, it's it's somebody who's going to make you money because they're doing things that are going to make your life easier. Like if I have to leave and say my daughter's got dance class or swim lessons, he's going to make sure that I'm able to go to that. Or if we have a deadline that, hey, like this is, this is due tomorrow and we're not there, he's going to stay late and, and work with me until we get that done. And I think those are, are things that you, obviously that's not on a resume. You don't see that stuff like, works well with others, you know, like, <laughs> come on. So those are things that I think make a good employee. And then red flags, what are red flags you have? Like when are you like, okay, it's time to, it's time to cut the cord and move on. Yeah. So, I mean, what I see a lot is people who are not practicing their craft, right? There's for us, the one thing that we ask people to be good at is going out to set appointments with decision makers and then get good at their decision maker presentation. We don't ask a lot of people early on, um, but where we see a lot of people fail is they refuse to practice and they lean on their field trainer, their district sales coordinator is what we call them, as their crutch to, well, hey, if I go set this appointment, Brad's going to go in and close this for yeah, me yeah. And instead of actually trying to get better. So that's a big red flag is, well, A, someone who doesn't show up and B, who's someone who is obviously not practicing their craft. I, I agree with that. I mean, you have to be wanting to better yourself every single day. If not, like there's somebody right behind you that's going to take your spot. Um, things that aren't like crystal clear, I guess, like you're not going to find these on Google for me are if somebody's affecting my day to day, 
like if they're on my mind, like I'm walking inside and I'm like, man, I don't want to see him today. Like that's like that's a problem. Like it shouldn't be like that. Um, they're they're when they're working and they're not making my life easier, they're making it harder. Kind of like the babysitting thing where it's like they do something, I have to check it. Or they're negative. Like being negative at work just isn't going to work. Um, so here's some Google specific items. Let's hear uh, it. They don't fit the culture. Can't follow directions. They they're not on time. Um, and they lie. So those are things, uh, like if any of those things start to pop up, that that's a red flag for me. And it's like, okay, it's time to start, start making a change here where we need to, to, to break away. So, and I, and I, I have one situation where, um, a guy that was working for me is, is somebody that actually, I wrote a blog about as being one of my mentors who, who won't talk to me to this day. Um, and I, I would talk to him probably, but he, he really affected me in a negative way. He was a guy that I could be like, Oh, this guy's blue. And he'd be like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, it just didn't matter what you said. And, um, we had a situation where we, we had to let him go. And his son actually worked, worked with us too. And his son was actually a, a great employee, like kind of 180 degrees different. We had to unfortunately let him go as a pair because it just wasn't going to work. But, to me, being negative is, is a huge thing. Like you said, you know, having that positive outlook where when you walk in the room, if somebody is positive, that's going to rub off on you. But the same applies if somebody's being negative. That that same deal is going to rub off on you as well. And that that's just when it's time to say bye-bye. Dude, we have had the culture. So unique situation where I took over two organizations that we combined into one, right? And there was one organization that um, I had no hand in whatsoever. And the other one was the one that I was already a part of. The one that I inherited, um, everyone that I talked to, I, I held one-on-one meetings with every single individual that was active within the organization. And everyone all had the same thing to say is like, this is a toxic environment. It's yeah. incredibly negative around here. The same people who are saying that though are the same people that I've noticed have were negative in the office. Yeah. And it's rubbed off on people so much that they have nothing to do but to complain about certain things. And it, I mean, it all comes down to, are you complaining about shit to complain about stuff? Or are you willing to take accountability for the negative shit that's in your life and actually strive to make this shit better. Yeah. And I told, I've told everyone in the office, if you hear anyone talking negatively, like correct that shit and ask them if there's one thing that they can do to make it better. And if they're not doing that, then fucking move on. Don't work with those people. Don't talk to those people. And we, I'll kick people out of the office if I have to. There's (laughs) been a couple of people where I've said, Hey, you probably need to get out and go make some phone calls because you're not bringing up the energy in the office at all. And that's fair. I mean, it's a, in order for a team, like there's no I in team, but if there's one person there that's really causing a problem, they can bring the whole team down. Oh yeah. So, um, how would you approach firing somebody? Oh man. Well, well you said you fired a lot of people. I did. So, so I, you should, I used you should to have work. A great answer. For so this. I, I, I did. Did I they do, send you an email? It was, it was, it's like was, here's the storyline of how this is gonna go. <laughs> so what I did. Well, before I worked with Aflac, I worked in the janitorial industry for three years. And that was for... Did you ever work with Joe Dirt? I did not ever work with Joe Dirt, but I I felt like it, man. (laughs) And, you know, I was in one of those, like, I was a glorified babysitter is what I did. I I made six figures working as a glorified babysitter, basically. And it was great. It was really lucrative. However, um, it was different site by site that I worked with because I worked in 11, 11 different states and... 
in Missouri, for example, we were union. So whenever we had to fire someone, it wasn't just that like- Fucking process. Dude, we, it was document that they didn't do this certain thing yeah. on their shift. They didn't, uh, they, did, they didn't empty all the trash on this floor. They didn't do this part of the bathroom. They didn't- I'm surprised you fired anybody in Missouri. Dude, we, <laughs> well, you know what? I got, I'll say this and this is kind of sad, but I got really good at making sure that I had all the fucking documentation that I need to, to get rid of the people that I needed to get rid yeah. of, which that was a big reason why I got out of it. But whenever it came down to firing someone in Missouri um, here, I had to document all that. And that's a, that's something that you should have to do no matter what, whether it's union or not, because if you end up having to pay, you you might have to pay unemployment. Yeah. If someone files for unemployment, that doesn't just come from no. anywhere. Yeah. As a business owner, you fucking take that on. Yeah. And uh, so that was one thing that was really important is really important for anyone listening to this who has a small business is you have to document all the shit that they did wrong because if it looks like you unlawfully fired someone, then you're going to be end, end up being the one that pays for that. So how about you? Because you've probably had to fire a few people. I, actually, we've only fired the one guy I talked about. Just that one guy? Yeah, usually they quit. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Can't, can't handle the heat most of the time. Um, <laughs> no nope. unemployment there for those people. <laughs> nope, can't get that if you quit. <laughs> nope. Um, so for me, it's just as quick as possible. Just got to rip that fucking Band-Aid. Um, often, like I said this earlier, people put off firing because they're scared. They can't find a replacement. But here comes the Brad asshole remark. Let's is, go. Everyone is always replaceable. Like literally, no matter how good of a person you have, there is another one of those people out there. And like, this is the, that is an asshole thing to say, but it's the truth. And I think a lot of employees get comfortable. And I think a lot of business owners get in that situation where they're like, oh, well, I can't find anybody to replace them. Well, no, you, you fucking can. You might have to work a little bit to find that person, but everybody is replaceable. And I think the sooner you start to realize that, the better it is, which kind of goes against like the culture thing that I said earlier. But in order to really thrive, you can't just sit on somebody because of I, the situation. I think it goes hand in hand really with that too. Like, I mean, even though it's like, maybe maybe this isn't right for culture, but maybe, there's, maybe they're going to turn into something that's toxic and negative that actually will bring the rest of your people down. So whenever it comes to like firing people quick, I think that's an awesome idea. Like we, it, we find out really early on, at least with what I do now, if they're going to be a good fit or not. And those people, we try and coach them out of this um, pretty quickly because yeah. we have what we call a 10-day CDI, uh, which is like a, just a career development interview. And we do it quick because we want to know what their first two You're going to know right then if like. they're going to get it done or not. Are you out setting appointments? Yeah. Um, and if you actually are spending that time out in the field with your trainer and you're not making this happen, is it because you didn't come ready with a list? Is it because you had an excuse for why you couldn't show up? Yeah. We'll, we'll find out really quickly if someone's going to be, someone's going to fail. And then I have one question that I kind of want to end the podcast on, at least for this specific topic, is would you ever rehire a fire? We have. Um, there's been times, well, I'll say this with the janitorial company, right? Um, now there's been times where the union had to bring them back after <laughs> yeah. an investigation, after an initial fire. Um, and we tried to work with those people, but um, we have also had people that have left Aflac that have come back and um, there's been times where they were under different leadership, right? A different field trainer that may not have worked with their personality and they didn't jive. So I don't have like beautiful examples of yeah, yeah. exactly what that looks like, but there have been times where we brought people back and sometimes under the right leadership, they've excelled. And if, and if they haven't, it's usually because it's their own 
their own fault and we shouldn't probably should not have brought them back. But I like to believe in giving people second chances yeah. in certain situations. There's times where it's just like, Nope, that's, that's it. Yeah, like, yeah. No more. Um, you're completely cut off yeah. whether that be like personal or professional, but I don't know. How about you? I am the opposite way. I think if you've gotten fired, I'm never bringing you back. There was a reason you were fired. There's a reason you're let go. Um, whatever may have happened that you think that, you know, they leave and they think they can come back and they've, they're a changed person, which maybe they are. Maybe they, maybe they did do that. But I would hope in that time that I've found somebody to replace them. That's, that's better. So I, I'm not going to invest in a project, if that makes sense. So makes, no, yeah. I, for me, I'm a, I'm a no on that one all the way across the board. Fair enough, man. If somebody, if somebody goes and thinks the grass is greener somewhere else too, like they quit, um, it would be it would be really hard for me to bring them back because I'd feel like um, they were kind of a traitor. Like if if they were went to a competitor, they went somewhere else chasing chasing the money. Um, it would be hard for me to bring them back unless I knew they were a good fit. Right, they'd have to show some significant value. There'd have to be yes. some sort of relationship there, or you'd know that they're a top tier talent yeah. in order to justify that. Exactly. At all. So yeah, we covered a lot there for whipping this bad boy up without Matt's help. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, we don't need you. Yeah, he's not gonna listen. <laughs> we this don't. Far. We don't need these recruiters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a good one. You got anything you want to end on? No, man. I th I think that's it. I I think for a lot of these small business owners, uh, one of the things that um I'll just say that would probably make sense, and we kind of touched on it earlier on, is I mean you have so much that you have to do with your job, um and you have found ways to outsource that. Oh, I yeah, think yeah. that's a big thing that a lot of people have to think on. Um. And it kind of goes back to something that you guys talked about on the Compound Effect podcast and one of our recent posts here this past week with the four burners theory. Um, one of the things that they talked about there is outsourcing the different work that you have to get done. Now, you might trust yourself to get that work done more so than someone else. Yeah. But if it is that work that is like that 10 to $15 an hour work where you know you're worth 100 to Dan would say $500 yeah. an hour, right? And you probably would too. Um then it's probably best to find a way to outsource some of those different things. And what you need to do is you need to really look into seriously hiring someone. Yeah, I agree 100% with that. And I actually had that wrote down. I never, and not outsourcing, but delegating. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, and I think what's good about that is like the entrepreneur that I talked about earlier, I think those are the type of people that you have in your organization that can look at you as a boss or a business owner and say, hey, um, Bobby, I think we need somebody for this because I can tell that you're spending too much time working on this. We, you don't need to be doing that because as a business owner, you, you're not really thinking about that as much. You just know it needs to be done. And then if somebody in your organization can see that, whether they take on that role or they give you the benefits of, hey, this is why we need to bring an, another person on so they can do this task for you. And this is what, this is the value that it's going to bring. I think that's super important. And that Absolutely. would make a good employee. Obviously. For sure, man. You need those creative types to help your business run even better and not just you. Exactly. Cool, man. Well, that's all I got. That's all I got. So deuces, everybody. Awesome. We will see you next week. Later.